There's power in a drumbeat on a hill above the sea. Power in the voice of a supporter. But it all amounts to nothing. Together we don't sing. Oi, 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 team. And oi, oi, oi to the Loyal Locals podcast. What is up? Uh, we are your hosts this week. I am Drew Steck, your uh, art director and creative director for the locals. This is Nick Duffy, my co-hostess with the Moses. What's up, man? My southern, hemi- some southern hemisphere to my northern hemisphere. Yeah. Uh, my co-part here, and we're going to run duo tonight. Uh, Close to zero, baby. Those are, that was Pangea coming together there. Uh, we're going to roll through tonight's broadcast here and talk about on what happened this last week. You know, maybe maybe talk through some feelings and then look forward to the next week. And we're going to talk about some <laughs> fun upcoming stuff as well as just the world of ST Loyal and the locals supporters group as well as everything in 109. So. Stick with us here for the next half hour, and then after that, we'll roll on to what we call the lounge. After that, which is a fun post-show where you can hang out with us live and ask any question that you'd like to throw out there. So we will be here for you. Nick. Yes. Um, Drew. Yeah, man. Long time no see, been, bro. I know. We didn't do anything recently yes. together. We had a wonderful oh. day. Uh, Pizza Bros. If you have never attended a Pizza Bros event, Pizza Bros is a um, just an event for anyone. You don't have to be a bro. You can just be a person who likes pizza. And Bros, bro is a non-gendered word. All genders exactly. are welcome. And so you're welcome anytime. Today we did it in North Park. Typically happens in the Miramar area, but it's just our meeting spot once a week. It's been Mondays or Tuesdays. We put it in our Discord if you'd ever like to show up. A number of us were there today. It was pretty fun. And, and we yeah, a couple of new bros. Yeah. A couple of new bros everything. and the pizza bros. Right. Well, one of the things we talked about was the uh, Emo Brown podcast with Ricardo that I can't get out of my head, man. That there, I'll there is listen just... to it twice. Listen to it twice. It's that good. That I feel like it's required listening. I know when you're on a podcast and they reference other podcasts, you're like, they're giving me homework. What are they doing? Especially <laughs> at the gate here, we're just like, hey, boom. Um, you know, here's the the assignment list. But we might talk a little bit about that in the lounge. Uh, definitely dissect some of the things that he said in terms of. Um, building a stadium in Chula Vista. No, that's not something he said. But we'll 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 speculate and have a fun time in the lounge as we always do. So, join us after the show for that. But at the same time, um, pretty fun stuff to see our club just kind of ing- ingratiating itself in different cultural aspects of the community. We've had Jerry, one of our co-founders of the locals, come on Emo Brown before. Uh, Darren yep, Smith, Dan obviously Smith. a great ambassador for the club. He's made two appearances now on Emo Brown, so it's a great yep. podcast if you ever want to get flavor for what's going on in the South Bay. Steve I... Garcia, owner of Three Punk Ales uh, and proprietor and just kind of chief over there. Great soccer friend to the community. Uh, and somebody who's really praised what we do as a supporters group. So shout out Steve, shout out Emo Brown, and especially to our chairman, or our, not our chairman, but our president uh, of our, our club here, uh, Ricardo. Uh, maybe we'll get AV on there at some point. I don't know. Maybe we'll get the chairman. So we'll see. Um, cool stuff to see. And Steve just does a good job at cutting at people and just cutting them down to like, what's your basic, you know, you know, sporting uh, inputs 
and where are you coming from? And really got Ricardo to open up in a way that I've never heard him in certain interviews. So it's a really great podcast. To I to had him. no idea that Ricardo played rugby, and now I have so many more questions. Right. Yes. I, I didn't know he lived in Ecuador for a couple of years. I learned something new there. I was like, hey, let's let's find out something new about that. Yeah, let's let's dive into that a little bit. So yeah, there, there's all sorts of things you can get into with uh, the people and. Uh, interest in this club that we love so that's just one way that i've i've been kind of you know reeling at least the last day or so here even in the in the back of an event which was the the game we'll get to uh the other question was did you pick up a blue goalkeeper kit because they look pretty tight i picked yeah. up two blue goalkeeper kits but they weren't for myself yeah. they were for oh, two other people i was the, just doing the good work i was just doing the lord's work and picking up kits for other people um <laughs> I drove all the way down the Kibaros to to watch to the watch party the other day, and Brandon was going to be there, and I forgot the jersey to give to him. <laughs> I saw uh, that he was wearing the purple jersey. I was like, maybe he just put the new one in his car. That's the, yeah, what I figured happened. I forgot the okay. jersey, but he was on the way back up to LA. He stopped by my house on the way up, so I managed to get it to him on the same day. So well, there you go. Problem solved. It works out. Yeah. Now he knows and, where my and- house is. It is available via order, I believe, from the store at this point, so you can get one if you were not there in person, I think, but it's it's a very limited sale, so jump on that if you're somebody's interested. To me, I think it is the best looking of them. I have maxed out my jersey budget for the minute, so I will not be participating unless somebody bestows one as a gift, uh, but yeah, it's uh, for me, It's I do think it is the best looking one, and um, you know, Lydia Brockoff, shout out, Floatal. Uh, looked wonderful on her on her birthday uh, for the the match when she was sporting one. Um, yes. So there are certain people who just I think like pull off the look perfectly. I would like to be one of those people, but we'll see at some point. So definitely check that out. Those are kind of my, fun things. My jersey I'm, I'm budget putting... is on hold for the black keeper jersey. Agreed. I think there's certain that looks, that's the tuxedo of the keeper jerseys. I think that's definitely the space. And I'm doing all of this to give you your sugar with your medicine a bit to give you the uh, the sweetness up front. Uh, you know, yes. really what happened over the weekend is we had an, an away game here and, and we, we didn't pass a test, which is playing away, um, on a short week against an opponent who's not bad, but is, you know, okay. And just, uh, sinking into a loss here. So before we, we want over the weekend, yeah. And before then we move south. into the loss, do you want to talk about the win on Wednesday? We've had two matches this week. We can but, we can do that. I wanted to maybe like bury the the sandwich here, talk about some fun stuff, and then gotcha. come back to the, the win on Wednesday. But it's up to gotcha. you. We can go win on Wednesday. Right. Let's go there. You're the boss, mate. You're the boss. No, you're we're we're driving on your side of the road, um, which coincidentally is the same side of the road. So <laughs> let's let's go to Wednesday. Let's go. I like. Yeah. That. Let's go to Wednesday. Yeah. Let's we're go gonna to the happy. We're gonna take the yeah. Let's take the stay the happy. Mr. Toad's wild ride here to Wednesday. So before we get to the sadness, um, Wednesday, Monterey Bay. First time hosting uh, this club in its current existence. Uh, it's funny, some of the sporting apps I had actually listed them still as Fresno. So silly in some ways, but uh, a transcendence of Fresno that had passed on and then you know reincorporated in the city of uh, in Monterey. And um, it interesting to see but it was just kind of a squeaky it felt like one of those where you have to take care of business and move on in that sense it didn't feel yep. like it was a a all achieved win but it just felt like one where hey we did our job kept moving and i do think that the section for a wednesday 
particular, we did our job, and that's really what Especially I Especially second half. Everybody stepped it up in the second half. I appreciate that. It, it felt yeah. like there was kind of going into the game a little bit of tentativeness for whatever reason. Yeah, I heard a, lot, uh, heard a lot of people say this could be a trap game, and I know a few people were a little bit nervous coming off a Saturday game going into a Wednesday match. Um, it was right. really cool to see um, ex-loyal players come to town, and uh, some of their fans traveled down, and they were really cool as well. Shout out Superfan Dan. Came and had beers with us at the end of the match at O'Brien's. And I know a few people from the locals talked to some of the away fans, and they were all very gracious. And um, I know people were excited to go to Monterey and, and uh, return the favor. Yeah, it seems like in California, we generally have had a lot of luck. Uh, maybe not luck. Maybe there's something to that. Most of the away fans in this state are pretty cool. Most of them have generally been yeah. pretty nice, and we all share a similar tapestry as Californians to, uh, you know, host graciously and be gracious visitors uh, to some degree. And then they definitely held up their bargain. So it, it, it is nice to see that camaraderie. Uh, I don't think there's any ill feelings towards coming down and not getting points. Uh, I think that was just a nice evening for us to share, and hopefully we take a few more points from them going up and visiting and being nice uh, guests ourselves. So yeah, it, it was it was a nice feeling night. It, it was cool again to see Superfan Dan and um, just the the general group there from Monterey know that hey, we're small, we're still trying to grow this thing. We're not a metro you would normally associate with the championship. It really is a, you know a smaller um, you know area. Obviously, with California, our population is always a little bit surprising to people in terms of the size of maybe amount of people that populate that area so there there is a a decent base and obviously the money in that area to support a usl championship club but generally wouldn't be an area that you would say is is at the championship level level maybe more of a usl one um market so it is cool to see them supporting that and see them really doing a great job in their first year of at least kind of building towards it's always been a great soccer area that that mid-coast area um, has always been a big part of California's, you know, soccer hotbed in terms of producing talent, producing people and interest in college, uh, you know, and, and throughout. So a lot of props to those guys for coming down. And again, uh, they, they, they still, I could say they stole from the best, maybe in their color scheme slash crest slash, you know, a lot of the things that Monterey is doing. So, um, you know, in, in some ways, friends. Uh, but frenemies, obviously, on the pitch. But it, it was nice to take those It points. was a good match. It was a really yeah. good match, actually. It was a tough that's, match. that's where coming in strong in the second half, I think, sends a statement to the players, too. It shows them, hey, when we dial in, we're not just doing this on autopilot, right? There's almost no. an intensity and a purpose to what we do when we're coming in like that. So I think exactly. that's what I was proud of, this group and of you know our section in terms of holding up our end of the bargain there, especially on a Wednesday match, short mm. week. Um you know, kind of coming wasn't, back here in terms of getting in there. There wasn't that much rotation in the squad. Um, they still put up a solid lineup, and they played a tough match. Siaha made a lot of great saves. Um, shout out to Siaha, ex-loyal player. Uh, and they had, had to come down to a penalty to separate the two teams. So it was a, it was actually a really exciting match to watch. A 1-0 win. A tough, tough fought, and... Coming off only a couple of days from the last game, I thought it it was good. It was good from the boys to grind out a win there. Right. It, it was interesting to see them have to still not start Vassal and then bring him in, um, and having that as almost a strategy now to um, 
build that momentum a little bit and kind of interchanging players in terms of having almost striker shifts where they're striking, you know, people in and out to change the pace a bit. Um, it's been interesting to see where they're utilizing players, obviously with injuries, with suspensions, things like that, that they're coming in and off. But uh, that was generally a bright spot and felt like, again, we controlled, we did what we were supposed to, and we had a, a clear idea of what our team wanted to execute in that game. And I think all of us saw it on the pitch, and there wasn't too many questions coming out of that match. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> on the way yeah. down, you end up with uh, the same old questions that we've had all year. Uh, that, that bubble up when this team loses, which is generally on the road, generally on a short week, generally with uh, some exhaustion factor to the uh, to the case. So that that's what we ran into the buzzsaw of, again, the humidity of if you're going to choose a time to go to Alabama, <laughs> it's probably not August to somebody who's been to Arkansas. Uh, in I mean, August. I don't think anybody was... would choose to go to Alabama. That is the hottest I've ever been in my life. I have been a lot of places, including Death Valley, and it uh, dry heat is you know searing in some ways. But when you are in humidity in 120 yeah. degrees, and that's not what it was, but it is in this cadas are breathing breeding, which they might be, I think, right now. Uh, it's just the deafening tones of of bugs and humidity, <sighs> and it's just a different world. It's a different like Star Wars planet, if you will, if we're from the the desert planet. Uh, this is the like Dagobah or the swamp planet. It's just a different type yeah. of heat that is so like much that. more intense. I like that. And so I think even, that that's just on a short week, it's hard. Even Koke's hair gel didn't stand up to the test right. of, of the heat. Like his hair was is always on point and it never moves. It's the perfect in position, even when he's jumping around the pitch. But uh, his hair, his hairdo, uh, I guess the humidity was getting to the gel because it was all flopping over. Yeah. So. Sometimes you can't control all of the variables. I think in this case, if you had it to do again, you would ask the schedule makers for a different spot, but you you take the hand you're dealt. In this case, it yep. was a tough fixture, uh, regardless of positioning. I think Birmingham could have been dead last in in the conference, and this still would be a tough game, just going to there on a short rest uh, in August. I think you're just always getting up there. They did fly in on a Thursday. They did have some time to rest, but... It seems to me that they just generally didn't prepare mentally to play mm. this game in a way that they knew they would be tired and they knew they would be pressed. Uh, that that yes. was the general takeaway I had. And it felt a lot like watching certain Premier League teams over the weekend who didn't have a plan for certain tactics. Uh, and, you know, not inexcusable, but it's something where mm. you do have a critical eye to look at the coaching staff and say, well, on the road I in the can... playoffs... I was very faced with similar situations. <laughs> I was very emotional <laughs> during the game. Uh, uh, everyone who was at Cabarro's um, watch party can attest to me yelling at the TV. Uh, I was getting very frustrated. I believe I tweeted about us being trash. Uh, now that I've had a little bit of time to think about it, I probably wouldn't use such a harsh word, but we were pretty embarrassing, to be honest. I uh, couldn't string together passes, skying balls in perfect positions and on goal um the birmingham just played better than us on the day and we got outplayed on the pitch and tactically outplayed as well so you can't right really be too sad about that result because we didn't deserve a win yeah at the end of the day we were not 
in a position where anybody who took the field either initially or came on as a sub gave us enough to say this is our game and we deserve to get either a point or three points. It just felt like we were playing out the minutes. Uh, once we got to about even the 50, 60th minute, there wasn't a lot of fight to generally push and, and generate more of a, a, you know, any sort of result. So one of those games where after four or five wins, yeah, it doesn't hurt as much. I think that it's more of a blip on the radar. There was an article put out uh, this week by a decent publication who I think does decent analysis, but in this case, it seems like they maybe were looking to crush us in the moment, I guess, um, or say, hey, this is, you know, they seem like they're flying high, but maybe there's going to be issues. And that's that's backhealed.com. Uh, you can go there and, and it'll be one of the articles that probably pops up uh, near it, the top. It does raise uh, a little bit of nerves based on the F form going into the playoffs last year. However, it's only one loss. We have El Paso this weekend. I uh, I expect them to really make amends for the last game. They've had a week's break now before traveling back out to the East. It was an Eastern Conference game, so losing to an Eastern Conference team isn't as bad as losing to a Western Conference team. Um, so I'm expecting uh, a turnaround win here so that we don't get the same kind of form going into the tail end of the season that we saw last year because that makes me a lot uh, very nervous that's and that's the fear right that's the general fear as loyal fans that we have is this we've seen certain highs highs before we've seen certain lows before and we've dug our ways out of them and i think that that's where we feel confident that this coaching staff knows how to ride waves of momentum and i think they're positioning themselves pretty well but that playoff bugaboo, and especially as San Diego sports fans, right? That's the other co greater context to this beyond <laughs> the soccer world is that we're just so used to playoff uh, trauma in so many ways that like we can't we can't not pre-process the trauma before it happens to us and almost project forward in that case. So it, well, it's it is a tough one of those schedule going in too. We yeah. only have three home games left. Three home games left before the playoffs. The rest right, on well, the, the road. Right, our our big bugaboo, our big big bad. They haven't been bad this season. We hope we can crush their playoff dreams on September seventeenth. I think I'm uh, stating for the whole loyal world there that we hope that we can walk into that game, have them walk in. They're going to bring a big contingent. This is one of their yep. big away days of the year. So yep. as uh, locals, as Chavos, as anybody in one and I be be aware, this will be the preeminent game for Phoenix fans to travel to this year. And they did it to New Mexico the year before. This will be the one where they try and invade, try and make a difference and try and shake up a result. Obviously their club is on the ropes here. Doesn't seem like they have a chance to blink the playoffs right now, but they're, they're wily. They will probably climb up the table and get close. And that will be the pivotal game. So if you're picking a match to go to, and obviously there's other things happening in town in soccer on the 17th, as well as uh, in all of sports, that will be a very important night uh, for this club. I think emotionally you get over a hurdle of some a club that has plagued us. But again, in the playoffs, let's say that it's not Phoenix. Let's say it's again San Antonio on the road, who we know we can beat, which I, I feel more confident about. But uh, there, there is just certain places where we're going to have to face down some of these teams again. And will we be able to 
change the script. I think at home we've shown we can do that against Colorado Springs. We've shown we can do that against San Antonio. But we're going to have to go on the road probably to San Antonio, and we're probably going to have to go on the road uh, another time to win the Cup most likely. So that's the hard one is at the end. The one to win it all will most likely be in the Eastern Conference. So whether that's Kentucky or whether that is Florida, uh, goal, we know we can do it in Florida. We haven't done it in Kentucky yet. So I think that's the one where this was a trial for that a bit, was just going on the road, accomplishing a goal, getting there, even not against a team that's as good as Louisville at this point. And we didn't quite get there. So that, that's where Andrew Dyer here is saying, push easy. I think he's I like talking his, about Florida. I like his, uh, his push. ultimate. Push. It's a sound effect. It's also a verb. Um pushing um yeah so uh, what what is your general takeaway going into the final stretch here nick of the season in terms of I, we, we come out and we'll boil our analysis down to that and get into some sg news i th- i i trust that the the squad's going to turn around on saturday and it's just going to be a little blip in the radar and they're going to keep pushing towards playoffs um i'm not too worried now if we see a trend start to form and the going into these next few games, then I will start to worry. But at the moment, I'm not too worried. I think it was just a tough game in the heat after two matches. Um, so I'm not too worried right now. I think we got. I think we can lock down that second spot and get home playoff, uh, which I'm really excited for because I, I want us to go crazy at a playoff match. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I think I think we are that second seed throughout. I think we unfortunately missed a window here. If we got the three points, we could close in on San Antonio, maybe take the West. I think at this point, just mathematically, just the way the schedule is, it's pretty difficult. Most likely we end up best case scenario second. And I, I do think I, that's where I see us. I think that's just where we've been, you know, strength wise of schedule. Um, you know, we, we played our way to there uh, and we deserve that. So I, I see us carrying that through through the end of the season. And we'll see where we end up. I mean, I mean in terms of um, home playoffs throughout the playoffs, you never know what happens. Um, you can end up with San Antonio losing the first round, right? Yeah. Like what happened with Phoenix, you know, with it within the playoffs there last year. So um, as long as we're progressing and we do better than last year, I'm happy whatever happens. I just want that is something better like. than last year. I think we can have a home playoff match and maybe play one more, possibly at home even again. Uh, even if we lose that second one at home, I'd be very proud of the fact that we were able to go. And I do think if we have two straight home matches, we're probably going to win both of them in the playoffs. I, 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 I am very bullish on that. So I do think every home match in the playoffs we get, we probably will win. And that's where, again, that first seed would have been great. But who knows? If you're second, you're still giving yourself a lot of really good odds to run that that table and make your way to you know, that that lofty championship, if we dare say it. So... Exciting stuff. Good time to be a supporter here. So much going on. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, thank you to last week's hosts, our mans, yes. uh, Andrew the Dyer, boys. Ken Garten, Jerry Ibarra, who was actually what a trio. dip tonight. He what a trio. Tonight. And, and he, we said, no, go to Trivia. And actually, uh, that's where he is right now. So he's at Trivia holding it down with the locals. Um, but yeah, great dudes, great, great trio. I've got a lot of messages saying this is one of the better trios we've had. So Nick and I rolled duo tonight because we didn't want to be shown up by <laughs> you know, one of the better trios. So that's why we're going with the two of us tonight. Yeah. And thanks to them, 
but let's talk about uh, real quick just a couple of pit stops with SG News, and then we'll get to this weekend's match. Uh, the 2022 locals kit. If you did order one, orders are now closed. Apologies to anybody. Didn't just a brief status update. We'll keep it real quick. Uh, if you're waiting for your locals kit, again, our timeline was about a month uh, from the last week or so. Seems that their design uh, or our design uh, has, when we're trying to print it, we've seen some replication in terms of the uh, the test prints they've done. Unfortunately, that, that pointingness is so specific on the collar that they're just having a little hard time to try and replicate it all the way through to the sleeves without it looking weird or having points go off in different directions. So just another few days, it looks like, added on from what we previously thought in the next few days will um, you know, be finally putting it into full production. Once they do produce, I will say they usually beat our timeline and do a pretty good job. So it's very possible we get time on the back end, but we always like to uh, under-promise and over-deliver when it comes to this kind of stuff. So uh, in terms of that, just a few days uh, from a delay in terms of the production design uh, type aspect. So just know that if you are a locals kit buyer, uh, and in terms of, again, um, moving into this next weekend, uh, we have Chavos helping Chavos. We have our friends here in 109 and, and really just our familia um, when it comes to uh, specifically somebody who was at Pizza Bros, uh, Adrian Delgado, uh, somebody mm -hmm. who's done a fantastic job of leading the charge there uh, and, make, and may join us here uh, for the lounge later. Another reason to stick around. We'll see. Uh, but has, has uh, really called to action the ability to get backpacks, to get school supplies for kids uh, who may not have access to this type of stuff. You could donate money, and then they will purchase uh, things that are needed. Uh, any way that you can contribute is fantastic. Again, we're looking for backpacks, pencils, pens, colored pencils, markers, glue sticks, notebooks, crayons, and binders. How do you say crayons, Nick, in New Zealand? Crayons. Yeah, that's, that's pretty normal. Um so yeah, any way that you can contribute, you've got the Venmo here on our YouTube, uh, as well as you can look up uh, Chavos, as well as the Locals SG uh, on any social media and be able to find the information in terms of the second annual supply drives. It's something they're going to keep doing year after year. Uh, so as you continue to maybe get an excess backpack or some excess supplies for your office or your school, you know, save up. And, you know, it's always a fun thing. Alicia's pointing out in the comments here. She, you know, her son helped pick it out. Kids love helping other kids as well. So if you maybe have a little bit of a surplus in your family, kids always love going and helping out other kids. Uh, and it's a fun thing to do as a family. Yeah, so. there's a couple of drop-off locations uh, from businesses that are Chavos friendly. We have Three Punk Ales you can drop stuff off to. And Mmm Cakes, uh, our boy Miguel and his wife, Steffi over there at their their bakery business down in chula vista those out. are yep. drop-off locations and also studio 54 hair salon as well so if you have stuff and you're wondering where to take them those are the places to take them yeah it's been wonderful to see everybody donating the club donated a lot uh helped pick up some of that with adrian today so there was that going on and then uh just generally you know barcada got in you know everybody's getting in here so it's good to see everybody kind of jumping in and helping out and uh, making sure that you know kids have a wonderful start to their year, and and when you inspire kids a little bit and give them just one extra reason to be excited about school, who knows what you can inspire and what they can go to, right? So it is it is just that one of those snowballs you can throw down a hill that becomes an avalanche for somebody uh, is just getting them a really fun backpack um, or getting them the right set of pencils. Uh, you know, you can inspire just a whole generation of people. So something to do, and again, we're looking for that uh, until Friday. 
of this week, I think Saturday, there might also be some bonus locations, but again, um, just looking to do it here by this weekend. So if you're listening to this, make sure to check the socials pretty quickly uh, and see how you can get involved if you're looking to get involved. Uh, the other thing to do rather quickly, if you are listening to this podcast, maybe turn around right now if you are interested, is purchase tickets uh, because they will close on Wednesday. Uh, I heard from Jason, our, our director of events, game. who extended it a little bit to get us some more tickets. If anybody wants to come out to the Padres ball game, as Nick said, take us out, buy some peanuts, some Cracker Jacks, and tailgate with us uh, before the game, be able to. Uh, pay $10 for a tailgate. If you, maybe you already have tickets, maybe you're a season ticket holder or you got them through a friend. It's one way of doing it. We also have an offer for a $25 ticket to the, to the game. I was going to say match the baseball match. Uh, <laughs> you can come with us. Um, we're all going to sit together uh, in a section there. So uh, it'd be a great way to cheer on the Padres. Maybe try and do some chants. We will see if we get thrown out. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but it, it will be a fun time at the ballpark. Uh, it is electric these days. If you haven't heard, the Padres are one of the better teams, if not one of the most exciting teams to watch in baseball. Uh, never an uncontroversial 24 hours with this baseball team at the moment. So we are looking forward to that. That'll be Let's uh, go. The, the Tuesday uh, night against the Cleveland Guardians, uh, the August 23rd game at 6 40 p.m we'll be tailgating from about 4 p.m on uh in one of the lots and we'll rally everybody to there uh who is there to show up and and provide again a a tailgate atmosphere for those of the who have opted in again if you already have a ticket we have a path for you if you don't have a ticket uh or you just want to come to the game and maybe might not make it down till game time we also have a path for you as well so anybody like to participate you have till wednesday that is tomorrow the 17th uh, to accomplish that task. Otherwise, maybe we'll just see you down there at the ballpark and we can all take a picture together, uh, either at the park at the park or somewhere like that. So it's going to uh, be a good we time. We will have a great time, man. That is, it's going to be fun. People have talked about this for a while. There will be uh, also that soccer night at the Padres. It is their designated soccer night. So maybe we'll that see sweet soccer jersey giveaway. Right, that, that tweet soccer jersey of a player who's not playing this year, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, it's, awkward, it's not a podcast about the Padres, so there's plenty of good outlets for that uh, if you are looking for that. But yeah, we will be there, and again, it'll be a fun night to celebrate soccer, to celebrate the Padres, uh, and everything that's going on, and and you know maybe become a more concurrent event. This will be the first of hopefully many soccer nights for the Padres. Lots of stuff happening. Lots of stuff happening. Yeah, you're Monterey. Going. You're going to the return I'm trip going. to Monterey here. I'm going yeah. Monterey, Labor Weekends. Me and the wife are driving up. It's going to be a good time. Oh, yeah. It seems like there is still the ability to buy tickets uh, for yes. the Monterey match. If you'd like to do that, that's in our Discord. If you're somebody who's still, hey, I just got a seat in my friend's van, and we're going to go backpacking to Monterey. Okay, you know, go to Santa Cruz. All right, bro. You're going to jump in and still get those tickets in our Discord or reach out to Jason Ratcliffe, our director of events, and be able to secure your place there uh, and that goes for any of our great events including the Padres event mentioned before the other away match that we're also kind of putting on people's radar is going to be September 24th and that's going to be the Las Vegas match uh, we do Vegas. have some hotel information staying at the Westgate Hotel uh, and we do have a ticket purchase uh, agreement as well there so if you're somebody who's interested in going to Vegas that seems to be one of the highlight trips of the year for most fans and we usually seem to get a few dozen, you know, or so people out there, at least, um, you know, if you want to be one of the, the hordes of people that are enjoying Vegas, who knows how much longer that might be a USL away day. Just saying. 
you know, get in it while you can. We'll see what happens with, you know, the MLS next and everything that's coming on. So <laughs> is a chance for you to engage. Get to experience the the water fights and the paddling pools and the right the llamas the, the alvis yeah and just generally the you know the city of las vegas and everything that it offers uh you know with some of your friends from the locals uh and everybody in 109 so definitely check that out if that interests you now is the time i think to really book that stuff if you're looking for a cheap flight maybe it's time to maybe you know hop one of the southwest you know 50 dollar flights something like that so a lot of different options or caravan with somebody out gas is expensive car pull up. It out there there you go so a lot of ways to get there but let's talk about this weekend and going all the way across the uh at the eight freeway just kind of going all the way along the border yeah the, the panhandle of texas out there <laughs> in el paso a bit of a drive almost the carlsbad caverns you know you hit those and then go a little bit further and, and there. Uh, one of our great border communities a little bit like here between juarez and, and el paso uh the el paso locomotive um one Choo-choo. of the great names of the usl for sure uh and, and fun branding uh we'll be playing them this weekend at 6 30 p.m that's pretty standard for that time zone uh, on all of the normal apparatuses and channels uh, and satellite dishes that you dial into. Actually, just kidding. But uh, they have been in decent form. It's going, or, or not decent form, sorry. We've been in decent form looking at our form. I was like, yeah, we've been winning besides the loss we just had. Uh, they yep. have had the opposite. It is like loss, 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 draw. So El, El Paso is near the bottom uh, or, or uh, kind of, you know, not sitting great, um, you know, in terms of playoff standings. They're, they're, almost about to fall out it seems like um and that that's one of the teams that's kind of looking at uh you know phoenix saying don't come and get us you know trying to hold them off a little bit uh this seems like kind of a blood in the water game a little bit where you know if the shark's going to get back on a shark course to the playoffs here we got to kind of chomp this one and you know regardless of what it means for the greater western conference table uh, take those three points and, and leave there. It is a baseball field setup. It is San Diego's AAA affiliate, the El Paso Chihuahuas, uh, playing the same stadium as the El Paso Locomotive. So it's kind of a fun San Diego connection there, right? Uh, and mm-hmm. a fun, fun little stadium. But it'll be an interesting game. I don't know a ton about El Paso outside of that, Nick. Do you have any great insights about El Paso? Uh, no. No, I've never been there. I, I visited the city of El Paso. Never been there. I've been there. I can't tell you much about the USL team. I will tell you that uh, they have been the uh, AAA affiliate of most Southern California baseball teams for the better part of. And they have. Years. They had Diego yeah. Luna, didn't they? And then Diego Luna moved to RSL, so Great. we don't have to worry about him anymore. Uh, I believe we bit them earlier in the year, so let's go do it in their home now. I think. I think this is, again, a, a chance to really just assert our dominance atop the Western table and say we are a for real Western conference contender. We are here to, you know, this is a contender or pretender game, right? Yeah. If a backheel article we referenced before is correct, we're not going to win this game, right? Oh, we're just going to, they figured us out. They figured out how to press us and we're not going to be able to beat them. The thing is, Birmingham did a really good job of that while we were tired. I don't think we're going to get caught again. No, but, I think you know, a little bit. I think we here. turn around and win this one. I think correct. And with our full fire squad, I think putting the right players out on the field to begin 
which is also something we didn't do to begin with in, in Birmingham. It almost felt like we put in an 80% strength squad a little bit. Um, I think we get there a little bit stronger here. I, I'm predicting probably a 2 two nothing, maybe 3-1 win. Hopefully we get Elijah Martin back from his arrow to the knee. Right. Congratulations to him for getting engaged recently. It's it's pretty cool to see him doing that. I also say it would be pretty cool to see him back on the field since the one thing that I think we both can agree on, not to call anybody out, the back line looked very shaky in Birmingham. He seems to be somebody who just not only can hold down his side of the field, but Wins also communicates. And he communicates extremely well. He is just somebody who is always making sure the other players know where he is and where they need to be. And when he's not on the field, there seems to be miscommunication on that side of the field. So, uh, or less communication, if we can say that. So that's where, again, yeah, I, I think that all of those factors, given if we're able to have everything full strength here, pretty easy uh, road to victory. However, again, away game here, deep into the season. Can we continue this path to the playoffs that we've been on? Generally, Where are you going to go watch the game, Drew? Where are you watching the I, game? You know what, actually, Nick? I'm going to go for the first time this year to a wave match. I have not been to a wave match. My niece uh, would like hey. to go to a wave match. Uh, and so we got tickets, and we're going to take her to an, a, a wave match uh, this Saturday. So that'll be a fun time uh, there against Houston. So playing another Texas team. I'll be checking on my phone, uh, probably, you know, pregame there, hanging out, and then throughout the match. But... We have a couple of different chances to watch. If I wasn't going to the wave match, it is a hard, hard chance to go to across from Second Chance, actually a little bit down the street uh, here in North Park. Fair play. Fair play, which is the new experience being opened by the creators of, and, and owners of Bluefoot. Um, you know the the you know what they're trying to pitch as kind of a new soccer place, a new place to watch different you know types of soccer. They've done a wave party there. I know they have big plans for the World Cup for that space. It's going to be central to where the World Cup watch parties have been in the past for the finals uh, mm -hmm. here in North Park. So definitely would be giving an eye to that uh, if I was in the neighborhood because I can walk there. <laughs> so that would definitely be something to go That is where I will be. Official. If yeah, people like don't mind me yelling at the TV right next to them, I will be there. there you Come go. along. Hang out Sounds with like me. But there's place. a couple of other places you can go. Yeah. And so it's opening for them, but O'Brien's will be open as always. Our uh, friends at O'Brien's watch party location for us, uh, for the locals. And then Cape Burros uh, in National City as well has become the new hotspot, a uh, new default. Awesome place. For awesome Day. place. If you are somewhere, you know, maybe thinking, oh, they haven't announced watch party for this yet or that. You got a couple standbys now. You got O'Brien's, yep. you got Cape Burros. Both are going to be trying to show watch parties pretty consistently. Uh, the latter, very committed. They let us paint a wall there. I got to be a part of that experience. So obviously, awesome uh, they're very committed to. And the owner, as Nick said, is, is just a guy who really gets it. And, um, you know, from not knowing who the team is when he moved here from Sonora to now being 100% on it within, I think, a few months. Like, very cool to see that kind of commitment. That's how we build this community. So And the food um, so, is amazing. The burritos there are oh, yeah. so good. You can support them after game days. We have a fun hangover special we're working on with them. So you can go after game days to get stuff and, and all throughout the week, uh, you know, just as a, a locals or a Chavos, you know, member or somebody who can engage with them. So it'll be fun to see how that community grows. But several places there, Cape Burros, O'Brien's and Kearney Mercer. Kearney Mercer? Kearney Mercer? Kearney Mesa? 
Kearney Mesa and then Fair Play in North Park here on 30th uh, will be your kind of go-to watch party destinations unless you're taking in the local soccer uh, on the women's side as I will be Saturday night. So uh, see you there at the Wave Match uh, if you find me um, in a big pink t-shirt uh, that says San Diego Hueste. Uh <laughs> Shout out Adrian again. Uh, so let's talk real quick. Every night that we do a podcast, we also do a lounge. Uh, we'll be coming back here in about five, 10 minutes to jump back on with you, answer all weird questions, talk about literally anything weird, um, and, and, you know, get into that stuff. So let's do that. And, uh, generally, um, Nick, any other things or thoughts you would like to throw out to our group here? Uh, there was a question on? about SAC Republic locals on tour. Nothing official has been organized, I believe, by by the locals, but that doesn't mean if you have a few of your friends that are wanting to go that you guys can't organize. Talk to talk to the leadership about taking the banner up. You guys can take the banner up with you and and get a few of your friends together and, and, and make something happen. Yeah, and if you're still listening at this point in the podcast, that means you like this podcast. And hey, if you want to get involved in helping make this podcast, there's going to be a lot of opportunities coming up for you. Nick and I will talk a little bit more about that in the lounge. But generally, there's going to be a lot of space for, for you to get involved if you would like to. John Cross uh, is our director here and just our general captain uh, who does a great job holding down this podcast and making sure that it flows each week uh, concurrently. Myself, I just try and make sure that we get the right people on who are mostly not me most of the time. Uh, and that'll be more happening as we move forward here. But uh, it, it's it's always fun to talk to you, always fun to have you guys listen. But again, if you are interested, please reach out to myself, at Drew Stork on most social media, as well as in our Locals Discord. You can also hit up any member of, of leadership uh, or our official Locals accounts uh, and say, hey, I want to get involved with that. And we, we will find a way to reach out and make sure that we get you involved. So please do not hesitate. Uh, and again, stick around for the lounge. Some fun stuff, personal stuff coming from me personally, uh, yeah, if you're curious. Uh, but otherwise, Nick and I will be hanging out, as always, uh, you know, at our various spots, uh, Pizza Bros Forever. And, uh, Pizza we love Bros for all, forever and always. All right. Well, thank you so much. We will see you this next week at 8 p.m. on a Tuesday. That's when we're always here as the Loyal Locals Podcast. We will be partially at the baseball game, so some of us will be there. Maybe we'll do a live yep. lounge live from the feed. baseball game. We'll see. Live feed would yeah. be a good one. But otherwise, thank you for sticking with us here on a Tuesday night or wherever you're listening. And uh, go Loyal. Hang around. See you Let's then. Let's go. Love you. It's fucking Sweet go, days. San Diego. Sweet as what? San Diego forever, oh,